Guys talk about it too. It's just like, like, yo, ah, I'm finna, no. like, I'm, I'm a stunting, bro. Some people stunting is an art, and not only is it art, it's a necessity. I need to stunt on these niggas. I need to stunt on these hopes. That one works pretty well. It's an incident burner that has a a little toggle at the at the bottom that pops out, so you can act, actually empty out all the ashes and all the sticks in there. And it, it's cool. It's a fucking wolf, and you know the smoke comes out. It comes out of the ears a little bit. Yeah. But this other one, it doesn't come out of anything. It, it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it's nice. The, the Torito, I think she said, what, Peruvian? Yeah. Um, sort of culture, sort of brings ceramic, prosperity. prosperity, fertility. They say mm. if you get two, it's when people start having babies. Oh, man. So I'm going to hold on to this one. Yeah, just do the one. Uh, I might even smash this. <laughs> uh, but We don't got to do that. We but. Do. Uh, it's even got actually now I see like a little dick and some balls it at the at, in, That's uh, cute. at the bottom of it. That's pretty cute. And as someone that burns incense, it seems like this would clearly be the place where you would want okay. smoke to come out because you think smoke out of a bull's nostrils. Yeah. When people think think Chicago Bulls, think uh, any right, bulls, right. you any think bull, temper, yeah. you think anger, you think the color red, you think smoke coming out. So. You know, they told me it's the incense burner, but the thing is, you wouldn't put the stick going this way with the incense going out because at that, because then there's right. nothing to catch the ash. I see what you're saying. And there's no smoke coming out this way, so then it would be like, what's the point of this? And if you put it this, the incense going in this way, which I have, it, it it's going to be snuffed out. Like, it doesn't really have the mm-hmm. oxygen that is necessary in order to continue That's to burn, right. so... You know, unless there's just and on top of that, there would be no way of of relinquishing the ash from this. Like there, there's nothing because it is just a solid ceramic thing. There'd be no way of that me doesn't make any sense. being able to actually. I mean, I could just sit around and just juggle this thing around, you know. But there'd be no way of actually ashing this out and making sure you're getting all the ash out and all of the sticks that go inside of it. So I don't I don't know. This isn't practical. No. I think that it may be an incense burner. Maybe like a one like an incense burner, but I don't. Like yeah, but I don't think that it's it's a practical one. Yeah, this so. is much cooler. Yeah, yeah. So so I just you know I'm just gonna I'll put it over here. Don't smash it on on the <laughs> other side of the candle and allow the the torito and the what it was wolf again. Um, lobo. Lobo. Lobo, that's right. Um, Lobo. Welcome to the Any Last Words <laughs> pod. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALW Pod on that good old Instagram. The God of me still honors the God in each and every one of you. Today, Ron Marie is back in the house. <laughs> back in the house. Yeah, man. I mean, I, here we are. Yeah, I just, you know, we have a great morning 
conversations. You really do. So I decided we should have a morning conversation. I was thinking our last morning conversation last week, that one should have been recorded. That one was really good. Well, we well, I I made I made the proposal that we should start recording these like a I said this You're like right. a long like a year ago. But we forget that we should just especially every time yeah. there's an argument, just <laughs> just hook up the stuff, sit down, just so we can just go back and listen to it. You're right. And and I'll tell you even more of why I believe let's, in that. Let's let's be mindful yeah. about that because I I forget I it's not that I just consciously don't bring it up like I if I remember I am certainly more than willing to record all of the conversations as much as possible. And I stand by that more. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna also go back and and see how many times you cut me off in this I'm conversation. Sorry. Okay. All right. Yikes. So so. When I saw that 2022 wrap up on Spotify and it said that I had gotten 99 or I had put out like 5,867 yeah. hours of new content, which was more than 99% of the creators in my category, I was like, oh yeah, what the fuck was that category that I chose whenever I put this together? Right. Because I hadn't changed it since then, I'm certain. And I went back. And looked at it, <laughs> and you you saw what it was. Yep, comedy. <laughs> He's a comedian. He's a funny guy. That is. But you know, so I remember far left. I remember us speaking about you choosing a category, and I think it was along the lines of entertainment and comedy because you didn't really know what to pick. What it was. Yeah. So, and and I thought it was entertainment, but I guess that translates into comedy. So entertainment, such a. It's, such a it's vague wide, because yeah. there's a lot of entertainment going on out there. And if you just look at all the categories, it's clearly not sports at all. So yeah. we can go ahead and nix everything underneath <laughs> sports. Yeah. It's it's not politics, Mm-mm. right? I mean, Will got into some wild shit on the last episode, oh, but but just neither have I. But <laughs> just in general, I don't it's nothing like that. Um, social like sciences. There's philosophy and things. There are things that like teeter around it, like tiptoe around right. what's done here. But what I was able to find, mm. which seemed to me to be the closest category, was personal journals. Oh yeah, that's that's the most accurate one. There's not There's, an option to sort of. To just Add type your own in category? No. no. Like just no, you, conversational, no. something like that. There's see, within the comedy realm, there's improv. Oh, okay. And that's something that's a lot. I mean, that's, this is improvisational. Speech, it's yeah. extemporaneous speech, exactly. So, you know, okay, th- so I think I had it as that at some point in time. Mm. But but that's still underneath the comedy realm. Right. And that's not accurate. And that's not accurate. So I, I, I went with personal journals. I think I that like that's that. been the closest thing because, you know, as as I say, when people ask me why I started it, it's because it started as therapy. Right. And that's what it has been, not only for me, but for some a lot of the people that have come on here. And even if that's not the objective when they get here this has just been a collection of moments with myself keon you a bunch of other people that have just kind of shown personal growth you know and 
in, in just yeah, in just experiences and in knowledge and just whatever's going on in their day to day. So I felt like personal journals was probably the yeah. That, so I switched that over. That's much better than comedy. That's way more accurate than the comedy. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes we get on here and there ain't no laughing. <laughs> None at all. No, and and I think that that would be better. And I know that you don't care about this, but just for exposure, because whatever algorithms are at play, people are clicking on your podcasting that they're about to laugh, and then it's just you and I talking about consciousness or Mikey on here and and, and talking to you. So. <clears throat> it's something I used to care about. Yeah. That's why when Anthony Stokes tries to talk to me about marketing on on Twitter, mm. and I spoke to Cindy a little bit about it, or I tried to talk to Cindy a little bit about it on the last one about like just Twitter and algorithms and yeah. what it is she's looking for and all that. I just, man, I just don't give a fuck. I just don't. And the reason being because this is this is again what I like to do. I like to mm-hmm. sit across from someone to have conversation and just have like jolting ideas that come around and just sort of bounce stuff off of one another. I think that that is the sharpening of the swords. I think mm-hmm. that that is sort of like uh, you know a high level chess. You're you're coming up with new ideas. You're getting outside of yourself and in getting external feedback in a way that nurtures some of the things you're talking about and challenges some of the things you're talking about. And then hopefully you have someone that's honest. And if what you're saying or what they're saying is not up to snuff, it's not up to par, then that's going, light is going to be shed on that. And you are in real time going to have to wrestle with the fact that you're just talking bullshit or as I have put before, doing linguistic gymnastics right like you're just word salads like you're just saying things and they don't match up but if you have someone that's sitting across from you and they're listening to you and they're like that doesn't actually make sense what you just said like can you explain this point or this point of what you said or what you know so that yeah that's that's really what i'm into doing here um and on top of that with a lot of the the literature that I've been reading recently, and you know, we'll most certainly mm-hmm. get into this. I don't. I this is what's so funny and what was so naive. I used to think that people would want to listen to what I have to say. I mm-hmm. I I don't anymore. Not not in long form. I, I I truly that's not how I feel. You just said that you don't think that people want to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. Why do you say that? I think that I I think that and I, I spoke to you about this a little bit the other day. I think that what is great for myself is that I figured out a lot of things for myself. Yeah. Which bring me into a lot of place of you know, peace and serenity, because I I understand a lot of what I feel like is actually taking place, which is, and again, we'll get into the book illusions, but illusions, right? Just a bunch of constructs, a bunch of narratives we tell ourselves. And to be able to move outside of that and still work with inside of that is is something else. But you're you're like a magician of sorts. And again, if you're a magician, you and other magicians know what the fuck is going on. It's just like any sort of creed, I would say. Like if you, whatever it is you do at a high level, 
you and those people that do that thing understand that thing. You could be a comedian. You heard Joe Rogan talk about it a million times. Like when, when comedians find each other, they're like, oh, fuck, yes. Other weirdo people that just think about weird things and have abstract thoughts about stuff and like to take different vantage points and also have the courage to sit around and, and fuck around with these ideas. Right. Because they'll they'll tell you, being in a room full of comedians to a comedian is the best right. thing ever because one they all make each other laugh and they only achieve that by being able they they make each other laugh they sharpen each other's skills by doing such and they only achieve that by being like honest about what it is they feel about something in a moment Right. And they're they're willing to say something, knowing that there are no stakes, knowing that no one's going to get canceled in a room full of like six, eight, ten people that all are like, listen, we all have an understanding. No one here is trying to hurt anyone else. No slaps, no, no tears, no nothing. We're just making jokes and we're fucking around with ideas. We're just tossing ideas around. And so if you're not in a room full of creatives and you have someone that's highly sensitive and they're just like, hey, you can't say it's like, oh, God, this motherfucker just ruined the whole time. Get yeah. this guy the fuck out of here so the rest of us can continue building and and playfully. It's like they're, they're, you can be children again. Right. Like we can play with ideas again. But if you have these motherfuckers are just like, oh, no, I'm, no, you shouldn't. You can't say that. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, like, dude, no one here is trying to offend anyone. We're not right. trying to hurt anyone. We're just playing with ideas. Like, let us be creative. Let us be the playful children in our minds that we were meant to be. So, having said that, police officers, police officers, guys that go to war together, right? right? Like, teachers, like, and, and that's not to say that you can't find friends that do other things. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there's a special bond. But there's a people. special bond. There's a special understanding of what the other person goes through and how they kind of think about things to some degree. And what I'm saying is, is that specifically for myself, a lot of the things that I've aspired towards is not the, it's not the layman's journey. It, no. it, it, you you know, <laughs> no. you, you feel me? So yes. Okay. Understood. That's what I'm saying. No, and so not. therefore there are less and less of those people. Yes. So the things that I, I say, and this episode will be, trust me, we'll look back at this moment that I'm saying right now at the end of the episode and be like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which is, you're you're speaking on things in a certain way, Earl, that just, it's going to come off as weird. Yeah. And we've had people tell me this right. to my no, face. Sure. Like, the podcast, it's Sometimes it gets weird. Sometimes it gets like it sounds too deep. It sounds yeah. well. It's not even just that it's deep. It's that it What's sounds fun information that people don't understand. It sounds good. It sounds really good, but oh, that but, idea. but it doesn't. But it doesn't make me feel good because it's it's mm. all of these as you're saying profound ideas and they're strong Understood. ideas. But I can't get with that shit. So, so if you feel like you just keep hearing a bunch of things that are like outside of your grasp, like you don't understand okay. it. And so, so that, I mean, I think maybe 
And I could completely be wrong too. Maybe, but but I no, could I also but I could also see how that information would just completely drop out. And you're just like, oh, that's 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 just not it. And I'm not necessarily saying I'm one of these guys either that I'm about to say, but sometimes things are just placed in the wrong time. Certain people are placed in the wrong time, yeah. and it's like, oh man, this person should have been here, like. 50 years ago, or they should have been like 50 years from now, or they, or they should have been, you know, or if they were just placed in a different set of circumstances, maybe this would have garnered more attention for whatever reason. There's, there's a lot of reasons as to why certain things succeed and why certain things don't. So, because I don't understand, I, I, I could never have my hand on the pulse of that on the pulse of what drives attention. Yeah. Right? Per se. So I I so I'm not I, I take myself out of the race. I'm I'm not I'm not concerned with right. that. What I'm concerned with is doing whatever I do to the utmost. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm concerned with. So that 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 was the answer to that. Mm, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, that's all. See that. And you you were telling me the other day. Okay, let's get into this literature. Okay. And let let's let the conversation roll out. Okay. We now have headphones on, yes. so we can listen to ourselves yes. speak about this thing. You're going to be sitting across from me, looking at me, listening to me. I'm gonna be asking you questions. We're gonna we're gonna have a dialogue. Okay. And I want you to to see if you don't think that this sounds crazy. I you, have an answer for that already. Okay, go ahead. What is what because you, because well, I don't know exactly what you're gonna ask me, and I haven't read the book. I've I've bought it. I've heard from you, but. I can acknowledge that you you've read Outwitting the Devil. I yes. just cut you off. That's one for me. You've read <laughs> Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon yes. Hill, and that is of the same ilk. Yes, yes. So I'm I am familiar with the fact that this information, if you are not ready, open, and willing, this is gonna sound insane. This is insane, and you're not gonna like it, and you're gonna close the book, and you're more than likely not gonna finish it. And if you read it, and maybe you're not one of these people, it's just like, oh, like that's that's it's a cool book. Mm-hmm. I have some cool stuff in there, and that's and that's that. Not the fact that, I mean, we haven't finished it. I'd like to go through it again, but we have sat down pretty much chapters one through eight and have broken them down and have taken notes, and, and it has changed my life and completely expanded my mind in, in a way that I didn't think a book or literature of any kind could do. For outwitting the devil. For outwitting the devil. And whilst I can acknowledge that this is crazy to people, but like I was telling you yesterday with the ideas that you were sharing with me and and you coming into this new way of being, this doesn't sound crazy to me because this is like, this is how I want to live my life. These, like these ideas I, I want to instill into my, my way of being and, and interacting with these social constructs or the lack thereof. Is because you have prerequisite understanding in order to understand yes. something. Like you can't just go into calculus if you don't know two plus no. two. Like you gotta, you have to build those blocks to to be able to understand something. So what I'm saying is, if you are of a general population that doesn't understand certain yeah, this things, is sp- listening to someone else talk is 
You said that about Sadhguru. Yes. When he when he was speaking and he's just yes. a North Indian mystic. And so when people hear him speak, which is interesting, too, because I guess, again, what I'm saying is incorrect because people listen to that motherfucker. He's, That's he's, what I'm saying. Right. So so what I'm saying is incorrect. I'm just not good at what I do yet. But, but, but right. Well, no, I honestly like there will be a point in time when I will look back at who I am now and the yes. way that I get information out and I'll be like, yeah, you sucked at that point. For sure. Like you, you just, there are things that you're still trying to work out. But, but remember, your wrongs are usually a bit better than other people's wrongs. Like your wrongs are, are, are what what is it? More substantiated? More subs- yeah, like they're not, like I can't say, like we can't say that we're on the same level of of wrong of, of wrong of when incorrect. it comes to giving there are levels of incorrect yes and, yes and whilst you are not the best because that would suck that means there's no evolution left for you in this i don't journey. i don't want that right like we can acknowledge that you're not the best and hopefully you never will be because then then you stop growing mm. but we also like can't say that that you suck mm. or maybe just specify the degree it's always it's always different for the person making the thing. And it should like be because for, for the artist, it doesn't yeah. matter who it is. It's like, man, I fucked that solo up. Yeah. Like I fucked that dance move up. Like I, oh my god, like that's so yeah. stupid. Like I should it should have been so better. That, like it could have been so much better than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've just yeah, that's just that's how I look at things. And that's how it should be. Yeah, I get. It's from just it's just from the inside looking out. It, and then looking back at yourself yeah. or looking back at the craft, you know that you could do better. Right. And that's and that's this this driving force inside. It's like, I know I, I gotta focus more. Yeah. Like I have to focus more. Like I know that I'm better than I know that my potential just it surpasses what I've done. It it what I've done is nowhere near what I'll be able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that. I, I feel it. I can feel it on a molecular level that I have not even tapped into the greatest part of my potential. I know that. So. Okay. So let's talk about some of these some of these ideas. Okay. Right. And. And my interpretation of them and let's let's see where this where this takes us so i recently read the book illusions which illusions the adventures of a reluctant messiah by richard bach author of jonathan livingston siegel if anyone's read that um and then on the back it says here is a test to find whether your mission on earth is finished if you're alive it isn't so, well, first, I should start before I even open the book. I love when things come your way because someone just gives it to you, right? Because someone recommends it to you. I've come across a lot of awesome books on my own. We have Reclaiming Conversation right, right. there, and Daniel Deronda underneath it. Both of those books, I just went out to McKay's used bookshop and I just picked those up. Then on the opposite side, we have Illusions here, which was given to me by Lindsay. Shout out to her. And The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, given to me by Mikey, who was given to him by Blaze. Yeah. Shout out to both of them. But it's interesting 
when someone reads a book and they finish the book or they're in the midst of the book and they think, man, so-and-so would really like this book. So that there's this interesting frequency matching, some right. interesting synchronization that happens when you're in taking some information. And what's even deeper than that is I wonder what that person is actually thinking, right? Like there was someone that connected you and I. Right. And right. we <laughs> ha- to this day That's have crazy. no idea what was on that person's mind. Right. Right. There was something. We have no idea what it was. It's interesting to have yeah. this this thought pattern. This stuff on these set of pages match whatever it is I think about or feel about this person that is in mind right now. This person's got to read this book. I got to get it to them. Or I got to at least recommend it to them, put it in their ear, plant the seed, whatever. They always hit. No one's ever given me a book. Well, there has. What was Your the book? Sister. The something Notre Dame. Oh, the so what? She, okay, so this is what she was doing. She was in Paris, and she was at this prestigious yes. fucking library that it was like the first library to start publishing English works. And a bunch of, I believe, English authors used to go there and drink coffee and write and stuff like that. So it's like a huge, huge staple over there. And it was a classic novel. She knows I like classic novels. That one was just really hard for me. To, and maybe if I tried again later, but it was so hard for me to get into it because so much of the first chapter or two of The Hunchback or Notre Dame is it's so heavily inundated with the times like there's so many references through their not only like the topics that they're speaking of, but even the speech, mm. the way that they're speaking right. to each other and the references that they're making are all about those times. And so as you're reading it, you feel like a complete outsider yeah. if you have no reference to that time in history to that place specifically like you feel completely outside and i don't know if if i continue to read and get past the first few chapters it kind of breaks apart and then it just you can just be enveloped by a story or if it's just more of the same i i don't know but it was extremely difficult for me to try to get past those first couple but for but her heart was in the right place yes yes. and 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 maybe again I'll, i'll have to check it out again but for the most part they haven't really failed right. when people do that. Shiffy P gave me Outwitting the Devil. Again, Illusions, Addy LaRue, um, Uzima with the with Jordan B. Peterson Outliers. stuff and out and all of Malcolm Gladwell Glad- stuff, Glad- Outliers, Glad- stuff. Talking with Strangers. All of those were were pretty awesome. And so I try to do the same thing when it goes to, you know, um, carrying on or right. or uh, paying it forward. Right. As I, I when I think about people, I'm just like, yeah, like I think like I, I know I know that this book would do something. Right. It may not be what I got out of it. Actually, it most likely will not be what yeah, I got yeah. out of it, but it'll be what it'll be on your level. Right. What like whatever it is that you have the prerequisite understandings to take out of this, you'll get that. Right. Right. 
And so that's what's fascinating, because at the very beginning of this book, it, it tells you, you know, like on the inside flap of it. OK, so here we go. Richard Bach's first new book since Jonathan Siegel is a lighthearted mystical adventure story about two barnstorming vagabonds who meet in the fields of Midwest America because each is doing what he really wants to do. That's important. If that sounds like Jonathan left off it where Jonathan left off, it could be true. The connection is only that illusions reflects what has been going on in the author's head since the phenomenal success that changed his life. So one, that's really cool because this guy, Richard Bach, from what it seemed like, and I like read the prelogue, it seems like he was starving and it broke as fuck. Wow. And then he came, he wrote that book, Jonathan Siegel, and then his, his life blew up after mm -hmm. that. For Bach, Jonathan is a nonfiction book. The ideas behind the words are simply ones that work in everyday life. Find what we most want to do, do it, no matter what, and in the doing, be guaranteed a very difficult and a very happy lifetime. Very difficult right. and a very happy lifetime. Illusions is the companion story. What if somebody came along who could teach me how my world works and how to control it? What if I could meet a super advanced? What if a Siddhartha or a Jesus came into our time with power over the illusions of the world because he knew the reality behind them? And what if I can meet him in person? If he were flying a biplane, for instance, and landed in the same meadow with me. Clear is how the story starts. From such thoughts, this huge what if comes illusions and the fun and constantly mind whirling dialogue between a guy named Richard and a real messiah who quit. The book will mean different things to different people. An entertaining story of miracles on the flickering screen of this world. A startling book about reality and the appearance of reality. A look at the way many of us could live in the way some of us do. It is a book to challenge and perhaps change your life. Mm. It's a good fucking book, man. It's a it good fucking like book. It. No, it's I'm very excited. 140 pages, but again, easy read in the sense it is not highfalutin terminology. Yeah, short in pages. Short. Well, yeah, short in pages if you, numerically. That's subjective. That's relative. Mm, okay. If you're not a book reader, maybe 140 is a lot to you, right? right? If you read thousand page books like me, maybe it's very short. So it, it just depends. But it's short in pages because some of the pages, it, it'll just be one saying on them, right? And then, and then it'll continue the dialogue between these two guys, these two companions. But even that, the the letters are pretty big, right. like it, it doesn't take much to read them, but it may take a lot. Um, it may take a lot to just sort of digest the information, such as your only obligation in any lifetime is to be true to yourself. Being true to anyone else or anything else is not only impossible, but the mark of a fake messiah. 
um, what was that? I need to find that other one about family because that oh, was. Oh, that one was one. Well, I mean, yeah, I've sick. said it on here a million times, but it, it just should probably found, seems crazy. So I'm just say it again. Uh, but but what I found is, if I say something alone that just comes from my own mind, it seems wild and outlandish. But if you read it out of a book. Right. Or you read it from someone that's on a television screen or, or something. With a suit then, says it. Or someone with a suit says it or they're wearing right. a white coat or, or something like that. Then people believe it and they're like, oh, I guess there's something to this. And I've had that happen various times. Yep. Because if something just comes out of your mind as if it didn't come out of someone's mind to begin right. with, right? Like that's what's so weird about all of this stuff that we live inside is they're all illusions. Right. It's all, none of it's real. And, and people write off things that people say if they say it too quickly or it, or they're, it's not substantiated by something that they read somewhere or from a fucking science experiment in a laboratory somewhere. As if any of the hypotheses that any of those guys came up with didn't come out of their mind. Right. They observed something and they were like, hmm. I bet that if I do this and do that, this will happen. But maybe not. But let's try an experiment to figure it out. That's what the fucking scientific right. like process is, right? And, and that's what critical thinking is. But people don't know how to critically think. So when someone does it and they think right, and really they it. think creatively and critically and then they say something, it's like, wow, that sounds really good. But you don't take it that seriously because it's just some dude that said something. And I happen to be that dude that's just saying stuff. It's like, oh, you hear this guy in a suit said that? Like, I guess it must be true. So now let me read this out of a book. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know, maybe that does something. Do it. The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's life. Rarely do members of one family grow up under the same roof. Respect and joy <clears throat> in one's life. I've been saying this. I know. Fuck that blood. No, really, fuck that blood. For real. Like, I'm, you no. know, it's it, to me. I mean, you, you've you've you felt a lot of this as well. I yeah. feel like you might be brimming with things to say about this. Do you? Well, not. Well, I want you to go. No, yes, I am brimming. I'm brimming because I believe in this wholeheartedly. The thing is that. There's this world that we're brought into, this realm that we're all walking around in. And this was spoken about in the the family and probably education part of Outwitting the Devil. It may have been chapter eight. Where you're brought into this world, you you didn't ask for it. Right. You didn't you did not no. ask to be here. Your your parents brought you here a lot of time. Most of the time in by accident. They You weren't planned. No one's almost no babies planned. People don't really be like, OK, we're trying to get pregnant. Like we're really trying. That does happen usually amongst. You know, smart, well calculated human beings that have successful that have probably yeah succeeded in their careers, and they're trying to set their life up in a certain. Emotionally put together, they're organized, like they're trying, like they. This happened meticulously, right? Right, methodically. Okay, let's have a child. You know, and then maybe in these few first years, like you know, you can go. Our 
you can go back to school or, you know, maybe after the school we can do this. Like, that's how you hear people talking about it. Right. Like, oh, you know, you can go back to school and then after that, I'll take care of, of the child. And then, you know, you, you can bear the weight of bringing in the, the money or I can bring the bear, bear the weight of bringing in the money or whatever the fuck the case is. There's or, a plan and or, a structure. I, I have enough money to be able to float you while you go do this thing. Yeah. There's a plan. Grandma's around. She can take care of the baby. Right. Something like, but there's a plan. But you still, as the baby, did not ask to be here. Sure. And that's my point. Right. So the burden is on the parents. You brought this little motherfucker here. They did not want to be here. So you owe things to that child. You owe everything for, to that for child. For bringing that life here. You owe your attention, you owe your all of your forces. Your time, your patience, you, your thoughtfulness, your compassion, your money, your until a certain time. And, th- and, th- and that's what Mikey was saying. He's like, when the baby wakes up and, and wants to do something or whatever, like, I'm not like, yeah, your first instinct is like a little cranky. But then you realize, oh, well, I'm here for you. Right. I brought you here. I'm not, you not now a burden on me because I brought you into this motherfucker. I could have just not brought you here. Right. And then I wouldn't have this burden. And I'd be sleeping. Right. You're not my burden. I'm here for you. I brought you here so I could be here for you yeah. and, and give you the best chance at being a fulfilled, happy human as possible. And in order for me to do that, I can't be sitting off to the side upset that you here now. I have to do something. So I come and I pick you up. And if you're interested in something, I bring you over to the thing and I let you touch it. If it's okay to touch it and smell it and taste it, if it's okay to do those things. And I let you absorb. I let you experience things. Like, what are you interested in? Well, let's let's go experiment with it. Let's go find it. Let's go find ourselves in this world. That's what I'm here. For. I'm just here to be a big, dumb robot. Right. That just picks you up and moves your places and picks stuff up and brings it over to you so you can eat and clothes you and bathes you. Like I'm that that's all I'm here to do. That's literally my job. <laughs> to help guide yeah. you, right? Not to make you, to guide you and help you find your way. People got the game fucked up though, right? But it's crazy. Like I wonder like I wonder. A lot of it's religious. Some for yeah, some people, a lot of it is religious. right? Because you have your parents. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And we have like, "Thou shall honor whatever the fuck." Thou, thou shall honor is. I think it's part of the Ten Commandments or something. I don't know. I don't think it's maybe not. I don't know. It's I, a, yeah, but it's like a rule know. in the Bible of some sort. That my dad likes to quote a lot of, of "Thou shall honor your parents." Right, and and I, there's there's something to take away from this. There is that there are elders. Right. In your tribe, there are elders in your village that have wisdom because they've lived a life that you couldn't fucking imagine. So you should honor that. You should honor that time and that wisdom that they have. Right. That's that is that is okay to speak about. That is okay to to feel as though you should adapt. But a parent does not mean wisdom to respecting. No, no. And that's the thing. Nor is it saying that every elder is is just wise in that what they're saying is always correct correct or that what they're saying and doing is always in your best interest right maybe their intentions lie there but that is a completely different thing 
from them actually acting in a way that is always in your best interest. That's because what I because they could not always know. How could you always know what is the best for someone else? Right. You're not always going to have the answer for that. So some things you're going to say, and I'm I'm going to be like, that's not where I'm headed. I know what you I know what you're trying to yeah. do, and I respect that, and I love you for that. Yeah. But that's not where I'm headed. So I'm going to not take your advice on that one. I'm going to not do what you're t- I'm going to not go to, to get my doctorate, dad. That's not what I want to do. I'm going to not go into the fucking computer science degree that's going to leave you I'm bankrupt. Gonna, I'm not going to go get any degree. <laughs> maybe that's I don't not, want to. <laughs> maybe that's not what I'm going to go do. Yeah. And the point that I'm getting at here is that you're brought here and there's something that, again, the book talks about that we all have an understanding about things, but we either forget that we have an understanding or we or we just try to shy away from and act as if we don't know. And that's where things get really, really weird. Really, really weird. Like thinking that whether you believe in past lives, in reincarnation, or that there's just some underlying understanding that your life is yours. Right. Like it's yours. It doesn't belong to anyone else, which is why I think on a on a very basic level, we have in civ- more civil societies grown away from the idea of slavery. I think that that touches us on a very basic foundational plane that we that it is not correct to own someone (laughs) it is not correct to take someone's full agency away from themselves and say you are to live the way that i want you to live like as another human that's wild like for one human to have that power and control over another human it's crazy. Like, nigga, you like me. How you get to own me without my consent? Not only that, you brought me here. And I didn't ask to be here. For any human. Yeah. For Joe to walk down the street. You don't know Joe, yeah, but Joe right, want to own right. you. No, you're right. Right? Like, like you're just like me. How do you get to own me? What are, you, what are we talking about here? And so that's the same sort of plane I'm yeah. thinking about. Like, your life is your own. But we forget that somewhere along the way because you're brought up in a society and you're trying to learn how to live inside of that society. And a lot of that you find yourself compromising bits and pieces of yourself so that other people like you. So you get invited to things and parties and events and people want to play with you. And there's a lot of that that needs to be learned in order to learn like how society works. And how to get involved with things. But then we we but then there's like this this over compromising. We we give it, we give it, we give too much away. And you forget that foundationally speaking, it's your life. And 
you know, so I told you I had a conversation with someone at the gym yesterday uh, that had been on the pod yes. and beautiful person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were going, they're still currently going yeah. through some issues with their parents because they're getting married and the parents are like, well, you need to invite so-and-so to the wedding. Our friends. M uh, my, my friends. My friends. As the parents. Invite and, my friends. <laughs> and she's like, well, no, I don't like those people. And those people have hurt people close to me in the past. I don't want them to be there. And now there's this friction. And it's her life, her wedding. She's paying for Her day. That she's paying for. If you say that to me, you're not invited to the wedding. Right? So it, it's it's interesting that we just start to give people this agency over us because we don't want no issues. Right? We don't want issues. Right. And there was that interesting part in the book where, I mean, I can see if I can if find it real fast, but... um. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, did you send me a picture of that? Uh, I did, but that would have been on my phone, which is doing the recording. Um. Oh yeah, if you can, if you can find that, yeah. that'd be that'd be really awesome. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it was pretty much. I think a, it's right here. Okay, let me see it. So no, this is not it at all. Oh. Um, it definitely had to do with. Okay, so I didn't send it to you. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll just go off the top of my head. So pretty much it was Don, who is the the shamanic presence here, who is the the Messiah, and he's telling him, uh, who what's the guy's name? John? No. No, I forgot what the what the said the guy's name is that he's talking to. Um, what is the guy's name? Oh. Richard, he goes by Richard. Yeah. Like so, so his name is also Richard. Okay, and that actually makes sense with the story too, which is uh, very funny. Because then at the end, the guy ends up like writing a book. Mm. So it's like, oh, did this happen to the Richard that is writing this right. book? You know, so it's a yeah, that's kind of what they talk about in the beginning from what you read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His experience. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, okay, so pretty much. Don is saying to him, listen, we are all able to. Okay, here we go. I'm just I might just read this this whole thing. So he says to him, we are all free to do whatever we want to do. He said that night, isn't that simple and clean and clear? Isn't that a great way to run a universe? Almost. You forgot a pretty important part, I said, because it's in first person. Oh, we are all free to do what we want to do as long as we don't hurt somebody else, mm. I chided. I know you meant that, but you ought to say what you mean. So this is him speaking to the Messiah. There was a sudden shambling sound in the dark, and I looked at him quickly. Did you hear that? Yeah, sounds like there's somebody there. He got up, walked into the dark. He laughed suddenly and said a name I couldn't catch. It's okay, I heard him say. No, we'd be glad to have you. No need you standing around. Come on, you're welcome, really. The voice was heavily accented, not quite Russian nor Czech, more Transylvanian. 
thank you. I do not wish to impose myself upon your evening. The man he brought with him to the firelight was, well, he was unusual to find in a Midwest night. A small, lean, wolf-like fellow, frightening to the eye, dressed in evening clothes, a black cape lined in red satin. He was uncomfortably or uncomfortable in the light. I was passing by, he said. The field is a shortcut to my house. Is it? Shimoda did not believe the man, knew he was lying, and at the same time did all he could from keep to keep from laughing out loud. I hope to understand before long. Make yourself comfortable, I said. Can we help you at all? I really didn't feel that helpful, but he was so shrinking, I did want him to be at ease if he could. He looked on me with a desperate smile that turned me to ice. Yes, you can help me. I need this very much, or I would not ask. May I drink your blood? Just some. It is my food. I need human blood. Maybe it was the accent. He didn't know English that well, or I didn't understand his words, but I was on my feet quicker than I had been in many a month. Hay flying into the fire from my quickness. The man stepped back. I am generally harmless, but I am not a small person, and I could have looked threatening. He turned his head away. Sir, I am sorry, I am sorry. Please forget that I said anything about your blood. But you see, what are you saying? I was the more fierce because I was scared. What in the hell are you saying, mister? I don't know what you are. Are you some kind of vam? Shimoda cut me off before I could say the word. Richard, our guest was talking and you interrupted. Please go ahead, sir. My friend is a little hasty. Donald, I said, this guy, be quiet. That surprised me so much that I was quiet and looked a sort of terrified question at the man. Caught from his native darkness into our firelight. Please to understand. I did not choose to be born vampire. Is unfortunate. I do not have many friends. But I must have a certain small amount of flesh blood every night. Or I writhe in terrible pain. Longer than that without it. And I cannot live. Please. I will be deeply hurt. I will die if you do not allow me to suck your blood. Just a small amount, more than a pint I do not need. He advanced a step toward me, licking his lips, thinking that Shimoda somehow controlled me and would make me submit. One more step and there will be blood all right. Mister, you touch me and you die. I wouldn't have killed him. But I did want to tie him up at least before we talked much more. He must have believed me for he stopped inside. He turned to Shimoda. You have made your point? I think I think so. Thank you. The vampire looked up at me and smiled, completely at ease, enjoying himself hugely, an actor on stage when the show is over. I won't drink your blood, Richard, he said in perfect friendly English, no accent at all. As I watched, he faded as though he was turning out his own light. In five seconds, he had disappeared. Shimoda sat down again by the fire. Am I ever glad you don't mean what you say? 
I was still trembling with adrenaline, ready for my fight with the monster. Don, I'm not sure I'm built for this. Maybe you'd better tell me what's going on. Like, for instance, what was that? Dot was a wampire from Transylvania, he said in words thicker than the creature's own. Or to be more precise, Dot was a thought form of a wampire from Transylvania. If you ever want to make a point you think somebody isn't listening, whip them up a little thought form to demonstrate what you mean. Do you think I overdid him with the cape and the fangs and the accent like that? Was he too scary for you? The cape was first class, Don, but that was the most stereotyped, outlandish. I wasn't scared at all. He sighed. Oh, well, but you got the point, at least. That's what matters. What point? Richard, in being so fierce towards my vampire, you were doing what you wanted to do, even though you thought it was going to hurt somebody else. He even told you he'd be hurt if he was going to suck my blood which is what we do to anyone when we tell them we'll be hurt if they don't live our way. I was quiet for a long time, thinking about that. I had always believed that we are free to do as we please only if we don't hurt another, and this didn't fit. There was something missing. The thing that puzzles you, he said, is an accepted saying that happens to be impossible. The phrase is, hurt somebody else. We choose ourselves to be hurt or not to be hurt, no matter what. Us who decides, nobody else. My vampire told you he'd be hurt if you didn't let him. That's his decision to be hurt. That's his choice. What you do about it is your decision, your choice. Give him blood, ignore him, tie him up, drive a stake to holly through his heart? If he doesn't want the holly stake, he's free to resist in whatever way he wants. It goes on and on, choices and choices. When you look at it that way, listen, he said, it's important. We are all free to do whatever we want to do. Now, it's small chapters like that 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 elucidate a lot of people's turmoil and distress. This is one of those things that to me sounds like a messiah speaking. It sounds like someone that is that is very evolved saying these words. And you could very easily be on the other side of this microphone listening to my words as I recite these words and just say, yeah, that sounds good. But like, what the fuck are you going to do? Just like just walk around doing whatever fuck you want to do. And so and so this is this is the the interesting part for me. Right. This has been the most. Interesting part of all of this for me. He writes saying that we all have these understandings of what is right and wrong, like what is good for us, what is bad, what feels good, what feels right. And there's, as I've expressed on here before, there's always been this idea, this 
this running trope, this battle in my life, and I'm certain in, in everyone else's to some degree as well, I just always knew that there was this underlying thing where I was correct about. Mm. Since I was a child, I've how many times on here have I spoke about me being a child that was the most respectful? Like parents loved me, kids loved me. Like I was, I was always, I was never just disrespectful right. in the sense of saying mean, rude things to people or going out of my way to sabotage anyone or do whatever it is. I only ever got in trouble in life because I wanted to do what I wanted to do, because I wanted to live life the way I wanted to. But by no means was I bringing any harm to anyone. And so it was there when I was a child till now. And so I've been thinking about this my whole life. Like, why is like, what is this balance of me trying to live life in a way that fulfills me, that makes me feel happy, that clearly rubs other people the wrong way when I'm not really harming them, but they seem hurt. They seem ruffled by some of the things that I do. And the understanding has been there the whole time, which is which has been. I'm not hurting them. They are hurting themselves by having these narratives in their mind and these expectations of who I ought to be and who other people in general ought to be. And when go for it. All right. They they are they are like the vampire writhing in pain because of their because of failed expectations. Right. That's a huge one. Because in, in, you know, as I told you before, I had that conversation with Chris on here and that this is why this idea has been traveling through my mind and right. my spirit for years and for decades. Right. OK. To be thinking about something for decades is something. So. I realize that it's accessible, that these things are accessible because I have accessed them. So I know that it's I know that it's something that can be right. accessed. People, I'm never let down by people. People don't let me down in my life. People don't make me sad because I don't expect a certain thing from you. I'm not waiting around for you to do a certain thing for me or to live in a certain sense. And if you don't, then I'm just like, oh, well, I'm fucking upset. Like you hurt me. Right. I I don't know if I've ever said the words, you hurt me. This person hurt me. I've never, I've never felt that way. I've always said, I allowed myself to feel blank. I allowed myself to be blank. I've never, I've never, maybe it's, I've slipped up when I was younger because I didn't know. But like as an adult, I've never been like, oh, that person did this to me. Like this person made me feel that made me. Nobody makes me anything. Like like no one has that power over me to make me feel sad or make me feel mad. I can I can bring that upon myself. 
I can allow that to happen. But I am the master of myself. Mm -hmm. No one else is the master of me. I do not belong to anyone. So no one can make me. So now getting into this understanding of knowing and doing. <clears throat> this is another reason why I'm, I'm empathic and sympathetic to people in their, their trifles, right? Because in, in their trials and tribulations, this is something that all of the ideas that I've been thinking about, because that's just one that I've been thinking about for a decade or maybe two decades, right? They took a lot of time for me to have to sit with them and experience them in multiple levels. And for those multiple levels of of, you know, exhibition to compound on one another. Right. Th th that had to happen in order for it to settle on me more and more and more and more with time. And so now I'm understanding things at the age of 32. Happy birthday to me. Ha ha ha. Right. So. At the age of 32. But if. And, and that is why I'm not as optimistic as a lot of other people, because I know. Optimistic about what? People's growth. Oh, yeah. I know what it takes. I know the pilgrimage. I know the journey. <laughs> And it's and it's different for different people, but it's an arduous one. It's the most difficult journey you'll be on. It takes it takes such tenacity to hold on to and believe that to believe in the journey, to know that there is something at the mountaintop, to know there's pretty much zero. And fuck the mountaintop. <laughs> to know that there is something along that you're picking things up right. through the journey. Right, because you don't just like Get, get to the mountaintop, right? Because if you do, then you didn't do it right. <laughs> right. You're still moving. Yeah. So to just know that there's something along the long, arduous journey to be able to have the mental fortitude in the, you know, emotional fortitude to just keep pushing, you know, and like that bamboo seed, just keep water in that Every motherfucker day. day after day after day. And for five years, not seeing shit happen to and it. You don't know when you're going to see anything. happen. And you don't know. It could be five. It could be 10. It could be two. Who knows? And you just have to keep doing it. It's, it's very difficult. So I understand that. So I understand people and I understand yeah. what it is they're going through to some degree. Not fully because I'm not them, but I understand to some yeah. degree what is happening. As I said, the understanding of knowing something versus doing something it's are two true. completely different things. And so I think that a lot of people will read a book like this or read Outwitting the Devil and they'll learn about drifters in the world and, yeah. and non-drifters, people that really take the reins and agency of their life and they live in a way where it, where it is wise, yeah. where they have learned and accrued such knowledge in their journey that they now apply it. Those are two different types of human beings. In one, it's one step that that completely differentiates two completely different types of human beings. One step. Because for the most part, we all know these things. 
what I should and should not be eating. Right. <laughs> like who, how, like how I should be conducting mm. myself with other people. Right. Am, am I just constantly lying? Am right. I not being true to myself, to the nature of who I am? Am I constantly folding, writhing in pain so that this other person can have a smile on their face? Right. Do I not control my life at all? Is it or is it just divided up amongst a bunch of other people that I need to be happy for me to not go through discomfort with them in various moments of my life? When you get a recipe for a dish, the recipe comes with the, the things that you need, all the ingredients that you need to go to the grocery store and buy, along with the way to make the thing. So you have the knowing. Right. Once you have the knowing, the next thing to do is to get your ass in the kitchen and make the dish. So then you go from the knowing to the doing. And that seems logistically speaking, a step. Same thing with any instructions. You go and you buy some shit from Ikea, you bring it home, you have to put together a dresser. Maybe you're the type of person that doesn't fucking look at the instructions. Maybe you mm-hmm. are, but either way, you're looking, you're trying to figure out, like, okay, I know this, whatever this is, now I have to do it. I have to put the fucking dresser together. So, logistically speaking, just on a surface level, it's very interesting that it seems like the knowing to the doing step seems like small step. Now I know this, so now I'm going to do it. But when it comes to the way that people live their lives in a lot of different ways, and it's different for everyone, because some people, once they learn some shit like, oh, I'm not supposed to be eating that, they just stop eating that thing. Or like, or just like, oh, I can do this exercise and it'll help out with this part of my body. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, some people just will make that switch. But then there are other things like, oh, I have to cut this person out of my life. Or, oh, I have to just not do what they tell me to do. Oh, I can't. That I can't do. Right. That I, I know. My I family. No, I have to do what my family tells me to do. Mm-hmm. But they're my family. They'll say things like that. It's <laughs> and my, then it's, my, it's my family. <laughs> it's blood. What do you mean? I mean, they're, they're, what do you mean? <laughs> family, fam, family till the end. What do you mean? You know, they say all these things that yeah. they, they probably saw on a fucking Disney movie at some point in time. But they just they go along with it. Right. They don't question that. But. It seems like it is a pilgrimage in a lot of ways of life. Like we just heard this guy talking about this guy, Brian Simpson. And that's just what I was thinking about. From knowing that you ought to do something and knowing the way to do it versus willing yourself to make the decision to do the thing. That that those two steps seem like. Uh, I mean, light years apart from each other. Because it's sort of like what he said. I enjoyed that. And uh, I guess maybe analogy is not the right word, but just the fact that that disciplined muscle, like if you're looking at mm. it that way, it's just atrophying. Like you have to build it right back up. So like you don't just have dis. Well, not everyone just has discipline. Yeah, that's something that you have to build upon, and that's a pilgrimage on its own. Mm. So you're on a pilgrimage to to be accountable for yourself and and live life in the way that it's fulfilling to you whilst not worrying about people hurting themselves because of how you live. But then you also have to build discipline to be able to live life that way. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot of work. 
No, that's a fact. Because that's what I was telling you yesterday. That's a lot of my frustrations on on this journey doesn't come with the fact that, like I like I wish like things would just happen and I don't want to do the work. It's just like fuck. There is so much practice left to be done to even get remotely close to achieving so many things that I want to do. That that whether it's physical, whether it's mental, emotional. Like, I have to keep building this disciplined muscle, and that seems like a never-ending journey. And I still have to take care of all of these other things at the same time as well. And I think that's why I was, I don't, I, I don't know, time. I think we were outside on the balcony, and I was telling you, I was like, what? Like, what am I supposed, there's so many things to work on. Like, there's so many things to work on, like, how can I keep track on all of them? Like, that's. That seems humanly impossible, and, and you just have to keep doing literally your best. Not just trying and say that you tried, but but working to the best of, of your abilities that day and just wait, water that seed. <laughs> trying is a lot more than a lot of people do. Yeah. So is trying true. is a big thing. It is. No, it's a huge thing. Staying open, trying. Huge. It's huge because there's... What is your alternative option? Well, you blame it on everyone else. And stay stagnant. Right. And, and don't unhappy. grow. Don't move. And unfulfilled. And sad. Yeah, I, w- I was telling you yesterday, I think, as well, that I am so thankful to have been able to to crumb ac- across you and, and everything that, that has come with that because this is the most fulfilled and meaningful I have ever meant it's and it's been the most difficult arduous time of my life like I couldn't imagine anything harder than this of trying to break the person that I am to to evolve into a a much better version because this version is super shitty like she's much better than she was two years ago but by no means would I say I'm like proud Mm. like I'm prouder Mm -hmm. than I have been but this is this is this is trash Mm. so yeah, I just, I, I couldn't imagine. Because, like we speak about, now we're aware. Like, we can't just say, oops, we tried, and then if nothing works out, like, there's there's plenty of possibilities and, and avenues to try to better yourself. Like, I can't just sit there and be like, well, I tried to go to the gym. Try to lose weight. Try to be mindful. I guess it didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen, so... Now I'm back to eating all this food and, and doing whatever and saying anything that comes out of my mouth and not thinking about it. Like I, 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 I can't think that there's that. I think that there is a way to do it. Do I, what? To do what it is you're saying can't be done. Mm. Because what you're saying is you're aware, you're conscious of it. So what would have to be done is an unawareness and an yeah. unconsciousness. A lack of consciousness, a dimming of consciousness. Drinking and yes. smoking, yeah. Yes. And so that's what people do often. Is that is easy. Ideas start to come up in people's minds if they're too clear-headed. Mm-hmm. And the ideas that start to come up show you who you are and what you could be doing yeah. and what haven't been achieved by a certain point in time. Yeah. And if those things start to frighten you or startle you, you can go right back to not really knowing. I've done it. But no, in, in that. If, if I, I, and it's available. If I go to the ABC store right now, I can get as much alcohol yeah. as I please. As oh. much. It, it, 
enough to die a hundred times. We thought about buying a case of. We almost bought it if they had it. A case of that wine, not that. El Doja. El Doja and Perreal. Like oh, like we already drink three bottles at a time. Like why not? You might as well just get the case. That was that was a very easy decision. Yeah, super easy. It's so delicious. It's so really good. So delicious. Imagine how many calories if it's so sweet though. Who knows? Crazy. Million. (laughs) So. The thing is that you can easily right. no, just right. obliterate, which is why people use that word. Right. Obli- I was obliterated. Just, I was eviscerated. Right. I was destroyed. I don't want to say that. I, was, like, <laughs> I don't want to say that. People say that all the time. Oh, I was so fucking fucked up, bro. <laughs> Dude, I was so fucking <laughs> plastered. Because I'm not going to lie, this morning when, when you offered me a little bit of weed, it has, I don't know how long. It's been maybe a month now, maybe less, maybe more. Who knows? Since I have smoked or or drink, you know that the thought sounds nice. It's like oh, like feel extra extra relaxed. Like that that's pretty cool. But then I just thought of like this is, like this is gonna set me back some. Maybe not a lot, but like my mind is not gonna be as sharp. And sometimes it's really hard. Well, well, the best <laughs> thing working is that we have healthy snacks around. Yes, because so that, that yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking about. Because I wasn't gonna smoke, but yeah. I was thinking, you know, if that's something that you wanted to participate in, yeah, we got fucking mango, acai bowls, acai, acai bowls with granola, chia, oat pudding cups, mangoes, avocado, bananas, shrimp, quinoa, carrots. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so you know, when when you have that, yeah, like your your sense of snacking is yeah, going to different. be completely different. So, but even that, like, I don't want to even feel the need to overindulge. Mm. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to just like fill up on snacks that I would have not filled up on before. Right. Like, I I want to be as sharp as I possibly can be because sometimes things are very difficult when I'm at my sharpest. So, mm. <laughs> not having that 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 tool available to me, I I just. I've I've already set back myself way too long. And, and I was thinking about when I went to the gym yesterday, sitting with Arthur, which is a very nice man. He's a director, I guess, of something at the gym. Very nice. And, and I hadn't spoken to him in a while. But I thought, wow, I've known Arthur for over two years. And I still look the exact same. Mm, like One of those people. Those people at the gym are always interesting to me. When I've been at the gym for like a year and I've seen the same person be in the gym mm. for a year. And every time I'm in the gym, they're in the gym. So I'm like, you may be going to the gym more than I right. am. You're, you you're, look- you're in here at least as much as I am. But you look exactly the same as you did when I first met you. And that was big. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I know these people. I know everyone by name. They all know me. I've taken the classes. I've like all these people know who I am. So I'm, I feel very comfortable and, and familial in that area. But I'm like, damn. Like, there's nothing here that I'm truly proud of. I'm proud of that I came to the gym today and that I had a good workout. That's something. So that's Showing up is huge. something. And I had a really good workout. And I did mountain climbers. Four minutes of them. That was really hard. I'm I almost certain. cried. But I did it. <laughs> Super hard. Sometimes you just got to move through the crying. I did. I didn't matter. I was like, I'm going to finish Crying. All, I feel like all that means in moments like that, because I don't believe that, you know, all cries are not the same cries. No. But in that sort of crying, all that means is that you're relinquishing, you're relinquishing some bitch. Yeah. There's a little, there's a little bit of percentage of bitch that's leaving you when you're, when you're crying through yeah. a workout. It, unless the crying is a triumphant cry of nope. fuck <laughs> yes. And like, you just, you get emotional and you cry. If it's like, man, this is painful. It really sucks. But I'm trying, but I have to get through this because I told myself I was going to. 
I think that that cry, those tears are are bitch tears. Those are those are percentages. Though that is bitch water weight that is leaving your 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 tear ducts. And I have decided to also do a lot of my exercises when I can't use the the main room in the middle of the gym. I'm surrounded by people looking at me because if I look like a bitch. Everyone's gonna know I'm a bitch, and I don't want people to know that I'm a bitch because I'm not a bitch. See, <laughs> so that... I'm just in the middle of the gym, just doing whatever it is that I want to do, and people are just staring at me doing mountain climbers and moving my body around and things that people don't normally do in the turf area because mm. they're just lifting weights or, or or some other structured exercises. I'm like, this is this is what I'm here for today. See, I'm someone that would, would that would actively put myself in a position where if I was gonna look like a bitch, I'd want the people to see me. Because that would cause humiliation. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm putting myself in that position because I'm not going... Like, I'm going to do exactly what I said I was going to do, if not more. Mm. So, everything I did for, like, an extra 10 seconds. Yeah. Which was really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Especially because you always want to do, like, an extra... You know, Austin and I talked about this. You know, when you're growing up as an athlete and you're running suicides, or you're you're in track mm-hmm. or whatever, they always say run through the finish line. Yeah. Don't don't pitter patter up to it. Don't stop at it or before it. Like you run all the way through and then you can stop. Yeah. Right. You always want to do an extra like an extra rep or extra mm-hmm. two reps or right. or an extra few seconds because there's a good chance that you bullshitted somewhere yeah. in that workout. Somewhere in their workout, you were like kind of lifting up your legs or you didn't get full, like full extension, motion, full yeah. motion on the exercise. You want to take it a bit further and do an extra 10 to 15 seconds to, yeah. to yeah, to equalize but that bullshit you were doing. Going back to, to everything that we were speaking about in this book, because I, I'm, I think it's extremely important. It's just, I don't think humanity is, is taught about truly just taking accountability and ownership of yourself. And what that entails in, in that we, we've spoken about selfishness recently and how mm. there's plenty of, of good selfishness and selfishness, I think, just has gotten misconstrued over time. Yes. Because you're right. If I'm upset, I need to figure out why I've made myself upset. Like, because unless someone is hitting me and beating me physically... That's another thing. That's gonna make me pretty sad. But why am I? Why am I even there? <laughs> like, why is this even happening? But you know, it's extremely difficult. I've I've gotten much better at taking ownership of of my shortcomings. I still certainly make excuses, and that's something that I'm like I try very hard to get away from. I, I it's not always my first resort. Sometimes it sneaks in there every once in a while, but it's not done sort of as an escape i just haven't thought about like what i did necessarily that wasn't correct and 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 i'm not sure how to take ownership of that i'm i'm not making excuses because i don't want to take ownership of it i'm going to take everything to the extreme level here okay even if someone decides to come fight you yeah they didn't make you angry they didn't make you sad you did okay even if if you if you wanted to be a top flight fighter in the ufc or anywhere in the world, it would probably behoove you to learn how to master your mind in a way yeah. where you didn't become overcome by your feelings, because then what's probably going to distract is probably going to distract you from your yeah. technique 
And you you know right. the the clear headedness, the clarity needed to be able to see things and have foresight. Yeah. Right? Like so breathing exercises probably mm-hmm. help tremendously with that and meditations right. probably help tremendously with that. But when you I mean and and that's not to say that if someone gets angry they don't win the fight. I would just probably argue that it's Probably it's probably better or more beneficial to have complete control over your mind and be able to just make the best decisions based off of calculations and and even the calculations that are now embedded inside of your body from repetition from muscle memory, which we would just call intuition. Correct. At that point in time, but I still think that those things get get hindered. They get blocked. They be, they become fogged if you're just going off of anger, right? You know, so yeah, that you're you're still you're still yeah. making you're allowing you're yourself right. to be overcome with emotions, and that's how deep it goes. It it could be physicals too. Yeah, no, that's very very true. What I have noticed in myself has gotten better because before I couldn't even ask myself, like bring myself to remind or remind myself to ask myself this question. Yes, you got it right. That's a laugh. Is that when I'm I'm feeling because it's funny, I don't know how people feel it, but I feel it chemically when Mm -hmm. I get angry or upset. I feel it in my brain. Mm -hmm. I meet like I can just feel whether it's I don't know what it is, if it's neurons or is it a tingling feeling in your brain? And it's in different places regarding what emotion. Like if it's a rage is usually like in the back Holy left side. Shit. I can just feel it. It's like it lights up. Like mm. I can. I always think of having what is it, an MRI? Mm, an MRI scan, like yeah. a cat scan, or a cat scan. Like I can only fathom how it looks like. What like. it looks like? Because it must be going crazy because I feel it. Mm. And then if it's just like a small sort of like quick anger, then it's like all over the place. Like everything lights up. But I know that when I'm like feeling anger like Mm. rage is on the left side of my brain it's really really intense but i've gotten slightly better not good at feeling upset whether it's angry or confused and then doesn't happen every time unfortunately but it it is happening happening more than i'm used to and it's just asking myself for a moment like why do you feel so upset about this like what is bringing this forth out of you because it's it's very strong it's extremely strong. I know. And that's what's and that's what's awesome about mindfulness and yeah. the various ways that, that people do it is because if you meditate and you try to because you know, Joe Rogan was talking to David Goggins about this, that it's it seems as though people that grow this resilience and discipline that we're talking about that's clearly needed for yeah. all these things that we're talking about is they usually have to go up through a really, really rough lifestyle, yes. right? And it's very, very seldom that someone that lives a good life goes looking for the, no. that goes looking for that darkness. But the thing is, if you're someone that decides to do that, then you can sit in meditation or yes. you can sit with a journal and try to conjure up bad feelings. Yes. Quote unquote bad feelings. Things that make you feel angry or sad. Like just think about whatever the saddest thing is that that makes you sad like just think about it little puppy's dying i don't fucking know like right, right? just you think just about really, that like and figure out where that shows up in your body you, yeah what is it what does it feel it's like, like your chest your shoulders your throat so you know exactly like okay that's that feeling like that's what that's like and you journal about it or you think about it and then you let it go right bring it back up 
Continue to journal or think about it. Process it. Let it go. Bring up another one. Bring up anger. Like what fucking makes you angry? People outside shuffling their feet next to you. <laughs> they don't know how to pick up their feet, right? The people yawning. For sure. <laughs> but then you're in a library when that's happening. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What, whatever the right. thing is, you're at work. You work in a cubicle. Yep. You're on the phone. You're clearly on the phone. It's quiet. People Say come walk. People walking right past you. Yeah, man. So I was at the, I was at the fucking uh, the circus the other day. You all guess what fucking happened there? They just don't care. They're not respecting your space. Whatever it is that makes you just angry. The fact that your parents are telling you who you're going to be inviting to your wedding that you're paying for. Whatever it is, think about that thing. Yeah. Settle in it and realize that it's a thing and that it's not you. And that th- those are two separate things and that you can grow to understand this thing. And if you give yourself enough time to understand yeah. those emotions, then when they do arise, when you're out in the wild and not in the comfort of your own home in a controlled environment, it's doing like, oh, these ex- thing again. doing these experiments on yourself. Yeah. Right. When you're out there, you can say, oh, that thing is happening. I'm getting what I say is angry or frustrated. Oh, now you can observe it. Now you can look at it. I talked to Vince about this a year ago Mm -hmm. when he said he did this journal. Like, that's what it is. Like, oh, this is that thing. Oh, well, it's just that thing. Now it becomes it's just that thing. And it doesn't overcome you. Right. You know, so you're just trying to build a window of time so you can observe it. And instead of X happening and Y immediately following, which is you snapping the fuck out on someone, there's some distance between X and Y. Right. So then that window gives you opportunity for clarity and for calculation. Yeah. And you can say, oh, oh, it's that, that thing. Okay, well, I'm going to, okay, well, let me choose how I'm going to respond to this right, thing. Let me... That makes all the difference in the world that is between different. something happening and then you making a decision it's reacting. and something happening. You'd be like, hmm, what should I do about this? Maybe you don't come up with the best ideas, but you may come up with something else. But it's else. better than that reaction. It's just probably going to be better than the reaction. Something else. Yeah. Just the fact that you have the access to more options yeah. is better. And that's something I thought about myself a lot. When I first thought about determinism, mm. and again, the options, the drop list of in any point in time and moment, we all have a set of options yeah. that pop up in our minds. And we just choose from those options that our brain gives us. We like to think that we can make any decision because people believe in full autonomy. But that seems like bullshit. That's not right. You have a set of options and you can choose from any of those options that come into your mind at any given point in time. That's why after after the fact, you're like, damn, why didn't I do that other thing? Right. Because you didn't have the option to. Your brain didn't give that to you in the amount. Calm down and relax. And and you're you're in a completely different set of circumstances. So now you're thinking about it differently. People call that Monday night quarterbacking or whatever like that. Oh, it's, no or Monday morning quarterbacking because you have the, the football on Sundays. Mm. So then the day afterwards, you're just like, why didn't they just do this? Why didn't they just do that? It's like, nigga, yeah, you're looking at it now in hindsight. Like, but in the moment, this is what was going on. And this is the, this okay. is the options that they had. So when I thought about that long ago, years ago, because I used to talk to Uzima about this. This was years ago at work. I was thinking, oh, that's what's happening. 
I don't just have all the decisions, all the options. I can't just make great options all the time. And then I thought, I'm a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. We're all idiots. Yeah. Because if we understood this about ourselves, then we would know that most of the decisions, at least that I was making, are diminishing the quality and the quantity of my decisions in any given moment. You're just drunk how many days out of the week? At work. Do you understand the options that you're going to have when you're drunk versus when you're not? You're just constantly high. That's crazy, you're, man. You're, you're not sleeping well because you're fucking popping a million Adderalls. Adderalls every, so you have no, so you think like, okay, I have all these options when I'm on Adderall, when I'm at the height of tripping on Adderall, copious amounts of Adderall. But then as soon as, Two hours later, because that shit don't last too long, like mm -hmm. not the height of it. So the height is heaven. The height is, is heaven. That's bad. heaven. Oh, I just remember sitting in the balcony. I'm like, Earl, we're, it's going to happen. But after, Woo. you're just kind of coasting and you go into like this weird fucking zombie state where you're just like aware of things, but you're not very, the, the endorphins are done flowing. You know, the dopamine flux is, is done. You're just kind of like canceled out. You know, and you're just and you're just awake now. And so you're not getting good sleep. So you're setting yourself up for the next day to be shit. You didn't eat much that day. So you're malnutrition. It, you're smoking cigarettes because now you, you got a craving for, for four cigarettes. Days in a row. It's a wrap. You, di you die on day five. <laughs> you die on day five. Good. You Jeez. know what I mean? So. So the thing is. Yeah. Is that yeah, we're yeah. taking away those options. And so a lot of the information and the understanding that needs to happen in order for you to be able to build momentum to get better at life is being stifled by you in right. your dumbass decision making. And that's where the getting out of your own way comes in handy. Yeah. That's where the finding small ways of gaining discipline come into place. Right. Because if you can find small ways every day of building that muscle that you're talking about of discipline, then you'll get more discipline and more discipline and you'll gain more willpower, right? And then you can start telling yourself you're going to do more than you've done before in right. the past. And then you can start cutting the fat off of your life. Literally. And so and metaphorically. Right. <laughs> so the so the point being, I I know that I'm an idiot mm -hmm. unless I take the best care of myself. And give myself the best options. They may not be the best great options, but they're the best, better. The best that the best that I'm gonna be able to have right now. Right. So I drink water. Lots of water. The lots fruits, water. the vegetables, getting the fibers and the nutrients, the, the lean meat for your, your proteins if that's the route single you want to go. Single ingredient meals. The single ingredient meals are always good because you know what's in them, right? Shout I out to Jessica. Shout out to Jessica. She, you're great. You're a real one, honestly. But there's there's so many things. Again, the, the sauna that, that we huge. take place in, sweating out the toxins and, and meditating in there. And gaining resilience and discipline through the sauna, sitting yourself in a hot room long enough, being like, "Fuck, it's okay." Like, it, really enjoyable Just first shuffle, fifteen, shuffle maybe. Now I'm hot. I did forty-one minutes yesterday. Now I'm hot. That was crazy. I'm sweating out every bit of water. I okay, I'm hot. Maybe I need to drink some more water in here. Can I do one more minute? Mm -hmm. 
Like, could I do one more minute? Like, okay, fuck it. Let's find out. That's discipline. That's finding a way to discipline yourself, right? And you're you're doing these things like yoga, you know, where a lot of people I talk to, I'm like, yeah, you ever try yoga or just like any just basic stretches? And they're like, they're like, bro, that shit hurt. I can't fuck with it. I ain't gonna lie. I I can't lie to you. Like, bro, I want to. I'm an athlete. So I know that not only would it make me feel better, would it increase probably my state of sleep, which would make me feel better overall the next day, but it would overall just increase my performance on the field or on the court or whatever it is I do. But bro, that shit hurt. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Have all this discipline to get up, go to the gym, work out hard, all this stuff. And that's why the discipline is it's something, but it's not quite everything you're right because there's That's a discipline to do this thing but but you won't stretch because it hurt mm-hmm. it hurts a little bit you're so right. you can't bring yourself to do that and so there's this very interesting thing again where i've gotten to this place with this new boundary of drifters and non-drifters yeah. in life to me is a completely different playing it's a completely different playing field yeah it is now not only just the people that know certain information and can say the right words. And when lives. you speak to you, it's just like, oh, you, you, yeah, like, you know, your third eye, it controls everything. <laughs> you know, consciousness, we're all connected. The government doesn't want us to be connected. <laughs> I like so, when you say that close to the microphone. The, you know, the, the fluoride, <laughs> the fluoride's in the water, the fluoride's in your toothpaste, and it closes your third eye. The red they, don't, they don't want it. <laughs> They don't want us to take the mushrooms and the LSD because it makes us gods. And, you know, they don't want that. It's a conspiracy against all of us because they know that if we come together, we'll be stronger than them. And we will rise up against the machines and we will conquer. Like, so niggas will they will have that conversation. And if they say enough of these words, you will assume, like, okay, they own their shit. But that is knowledge. And I'm and I think knowledge is cool. I do. But I've seen I have come into and crossed paths with way too many highly intelligent people that are not doers of the high degree. Right. That 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 have not yet flipped the switch. Of knowing something is good for them or knowing what they're doing is not beneficial to to the highest degree that they're capable of at the moment in doing it or cutting it out of their life. Whatever it is, the thing that we're speaking on, like those are two different things. It seems like one step to the next, but it is a pilgrimage. That is that is an odyssey. It's an odyssey. To become the person that knows things and then lives by the knowledge that they have gained. That is that is a life for a sage. That is the life of wisdom. And that's when you see these people every so often in life. And you're like, whoa, that person does the right things. Like, like truly the, does like the right they things. they truly do the right things like they live a very healthy and balanced life 
How do they do that? The answer is they do it. The, that, that's the answer because, because you know what they're doing. And the simplest, it'll be because you're going to get the simplest answers. Right. Like if you ask them, they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, just, you know, get up and, uh, you know, make this. I, I have a juicer at my house and I just uh, I juice this stuff. I and, just fast uh, for three days. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, if I feel like, you know, yeah, you know, I've, I've, you know, yesterday I had like a nice steak meal. You know, it was real nice and hearty. And I did that after my workout. And then uh, the next couple of days I decided to just have like a water, like lemon juice, lime juice fast. You know, I had a little bit of juice then as well. Some apple, carrot, ginger mm-hmm. juice and... um and then, you know, I decided to go on this uh, very arduous hike. It was a 10-hour hike. And I went and did that. And I meditated at the top of it. And then I went back home and I finished this really nice book that I was reading. And it's it's simply just I, I did it. The only difference between the people doing things and the people not doing them, wondering how those people do them, is the fact that those people are doing them. That's the difference. It's it, and people don't understand that. Me, my, me included in certain aspects, because doing whatever it is it may be seems so difficult. Like, how did you choose to go to the gym versus to go to the work party that we're all looking forward to? Like, what do you mean that you're going to the gym? You're not coming to the party? Why would you do that? What do you mean you went on a hike? On a Friday night or a Friday, but you, like, you didn't go out to the club with the rest of the people. And, and that's not to say, because, listen, you could have gone to the party intentionally yeah. and, and you could have gone and had a great time and been true to yourself there, right? right? Or you could have most likely not, yeah. you know, and gone there and indulged in champagne and liquor and wine. Because you're going to be the only sober person there. And I don't care to be in a room of belligerent people it's interesting it's just not i don't like if i can observe that in other areas of my life i don't care to do that at work after i've worked a long day Mm. and i don't enjoy all of these people per se i don't know a lot of them maybe they'll be there who knows yeah you you kind of because it's sort of everything that's collaborative is like jamming I think jamming is just like the easiest way to mm-hmm. think about it. Like when when musicians get together with their mm-hmm. instruments and they just there is no sheet music in front of them. There's nothing. It's just someone just starts playing, yeah. and then people just start coming into the yeah. fold. And you said you had a friend that used to used to sit and watch his family yes, do that. Yes, Taylor. Yeah. yeah, Taylor used to play the harmonica and the guitar. His dad played the banjo and the harmonica. You had Sam on the drums. You had some other guy rapping, another person singing. Oh, there's some rapping? I didn't get yeah, that part before. Yeah, cool. Zach. He, I don't know how it started, but he, he goes by White Tyson. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why, why that's a thing, but these are all cool people. There was another guy that used to join sometimes and he played the bass. And I just like got to come home from work sometimes and just sit there and watch all these really cool people I cared about just jam. And yeah. then they started recording songs, and and that was that was amazing for me. I I loved being a part of that. And they and you're able to achieve that at a high level when you all, when it's harmonious, mm-hmm. when you all match the same frequency, when you have this synchronization of this is what we're all here to do, right. and we're all here to give ourselves to something higher, which a lot of people feel like is God, mm-hmm. right, or something spiritual, uh, which is why people will say that music is the closest thing to spirituality right. that they get. But 
any of these collaborative things like going to a party and hanging out with people and dancing or conversing, it, it can get shaky when you're not on the same frequency, when you're not on the same you know wavelength. So people are fucking plastered and for fucking obliterated, man, I was so fucking wiped out. I was so fucking dude. I was done. I was so fucking, I don't remember fucking shit. <laughs> like, you're saying that, man. I don't remember. Nah, oh, last night was so great. I don't remember a thing. It was so great. It was so great. You know, <laughs> yep. right? So if they're on that level and you're on this level that we're currently in right now, like you're sober and you're mindful, you're light, you're clear headed. All of right? those things. Yeah, it may not be the best I'm good. match. Well, and, and like we know there's certain people that I think we share the same feelings about that, which is a lot of people in our life actually, that we really enjoy one on one away from other people, but you get them in a conglomerate of, of, of a bunch of other co workers and, and they become a slightly different version of themselves that they're not with me at all times and that I yeah. don't care to interact with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to change the di- if the the dynamic of the group is going to change the dynamic of the conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For because sure. because you've added another element to it, yeah. which is a whole other person, right? You know, with their own other perspective and understanding yeah. of things. So things have to be catered to some degree. You can't keep speaking on the exact same wavelength of the exact right. same thing you were speaking on unless this other person comes into the fold and right. matches that harmony. But if they're doing something yeah. completely different, you're going to have to change your tune of your instrument to some degree. And that would be fine. But a lot of these things, especially all the conversations that I have experienced prior to the party that everyone was so excited about, was just a bunch of empty words. Mm. And, I, and I really, because there's one thing about meeting people where they are, and I have zero issues with that. But then I have to meet you where you are and all you're saying is empty words. Like, there's no, like, you are not passionate or do you care really about anything? Like, we're just talking about whatever, for whatever reason. No, yeah, you don't have to I be have, a part of it. Right, and I have better things to do. Like, yeah. lose the Chinese food I didn't have to eat two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to go to this party. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you, yeah, you don't yeah, have just, to, you, don't, you do not have people, you're not going, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I just bought this dress, I just, it's going to be amazing. I you're don't gonna, fucking care. People like, girl, you're going to be the, someone looked at me in my eyes, I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're the belle of the ball, like. People look. People are gonna be wondering. Like you know, people are probably excited. Like, oh, Earl's gonna come get drunk. And, what? and I, someone looked me in my eyes and said I know these this words. Person? Yeah, and I was just like, that Earl's gonna get drunk. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, maybe Some, th- like that could have just get... been in that one person's mind. I, like, it could have never heard that from anyone else. I don't know if it was. Oh, but they did say that. They said that to my face. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, listen. That's very nice of you to say that you think I'm the belle of the ball. Isn't but the belle of a girl? I don't know if it has to be a girl or not. Oh, I don't know. These things. <laughs> yeah, but I, the the point is, I do not think for one second <laughs> that in the midst, at the height of this party, when Where's pe- Earl? It, yeah, Earl. Anybody seen Earl? Not <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna oh happen. Oh my god, that's too much. Not gonna happen. Too much free food. Free champagne, liquor pouring, wine pouring, portraits being taken at the fucking portrait yeah. station. People probably trying to, you know, get a dick suck outside. You know, the, a, l- a, a little, yeah, pre-gaming. <laughs> like, like, it's not going to yeah, happen. It's I'm not going to happen. I'm good. 
No, enjoy that. But, that. you know, as people are getting, you know, there, it's a lot of different reasons, right, that you would want to truly attend it to the level that we've seen people really wanting yeah. to attend it, which, you know, some people, they've been working really hard all year long. And this, they truly see this as a huge thank you. Right. And they're like, we deserve this. We deserve to be able to let our hair down and be around people where you usually see them in a high stress environment. Yeah. Fucking cooked out. Losing the cooked out is crazy. Because <laughs> you know they'd be super cooked out. Cooked, cooked the fuck out. Oh, I'm fine. You know? And, I'm good. But, but most people are not in that yeah. environment. Like they're really stressed out. On a daily basis and to be able to see these people that you don't get to see, let their hair down and relax and dance and smile and laugh and hold hands and sway back and forth together over blaring music. And it's to them, that is one aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, let's all come together and enjoy the fact that we've been working so hard for all of these ungrateful motherfuckers yeah, right. like, I don't need to with all of that. this money that treat us like shit a lot of the time <laughs> good let's come together and and celebrate the fact that we made it through another year together or however many months we've been working this job because some people are burnt out at two months of working there three months shit. four months you know what i mean they don't work there for long it's not for everybody to be at high level no. customer service right no. like Super, super high level. The highest. The highest. Right? I mean, right? it's 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 luxury. It, it's not. It's luxury. It's opulence. It, and and a lot of people don't understand opulence and luxury right. and ostentatiousness at that level. You because you can't. You, right. You yeah. you don't know unless you. This is not a country club. Like that's that's it's year round, every day, around the clock. Wealth. VIPs. VVVVVIPs. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, it's a lot. Saudi princes coming through. Sheiks. You know, fucking presidents. presidents just chief of staffs. What, whatever. Security. Yeah, for sure. You know, actresses, actors, just, just whatever them. you can think of. They're here. You know, so it's high level and people mm-hmm. be stressed out. So that's one aspect. Like, let's try to enjoy each other. I think also mixed into that is. I got to show out. I need to show out. That's a huge and you see, part. And that's where you lose me. Okay. Because I I don't want to be in a room of a bunch of people, whether I care about them or not. Mm. Because I care a lot of, about my coworkers and some I really, really like. Mm. And I don't care to just like come at like, let's say my Sunday's best so mm. we can all see each other. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm okay without all of that. I don't need to show people what I look like outside of work because I, this is this is who I am. Yeah. And if I was going to go to the party, <clears throat> I would have worn my three shades of brown that I wore yesterday. That's like, huge for people though, because mm-hmm. people get because a lot of what people wear is their identity, right. right? It's like what you wear is a form of expression, and so a lot of people don't get to express right, themselves right. at work because you have to wear a uniform. Wear uniforms or- you know, and some people, depending upon the the status that you have, the position that you have, you're able to do a lot more than other people that have a strict uniform. And it's like you ten motherfuckers are all wearing the exact same shirt, vest, pants, a long shoes, black shirt with black pants. Right, <laughs> yeah. but but then a lot of people, if you go upper in management mm-hmm. and, and mid level management. 
people can have their flair. You and we I, have more freedom we, we have more freedom to express ourselves. But for a lot of people that don't, they it's easy to feel marginalized. It's easy to be looked at like you're a pawn in a chess match, yeah. like you're just one of many. Yeah. So you don't ever get to express yourself. People never get to see you as you would like for people to see you. So people are like, no, they're going to know that I'm not just this person that just wears this blue shirt in this fucking tweed vest. Like I'm a human being with my own taste and my own flair. And I want people to see that. Now, I'm not saying that that's virtuous, right? that that's a noble aim. I'm just saying <laughs> I understand no, absolutely. why people want to show that side of themselves. They want to fucking burst out like a peacock right. and show you. Look at what I got. Exactly. Yeah. And I, but I've always been really good with that. Mm-hmm. Like I've always like I, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I've never been enticed. About these to things. step out on them? Nope. Step out on these bitches? <laughs> I do not <laughs> need step to. Out. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Step out on these hoes. I just started wearing jeans about a year ago because all I wore were black yoga what, pants. What you going to give them tonight? <laughs> I'm going to give them the black shirt with the black what yoga pants. What you going to give them? What you going to. How you going to. Don't hurt them. <laughs> what you going to give them? Because some people, is, that's the way that they talk. Right. Like they're at the house and they're just like, oh, well, these bitches, they not ready. <laughs> We not ready. No, you right. This bitch ain't ready. Yo, guys talk about it. This bitch is not ready. You, you're for damn certain. Guys talk about it too. It's just like, like, yo, ah, I'm fitting no. it. Like, I'm, I'm a stunting, bro. Some people stunting is an art, and not only is it art, it's a necessity. I need to stunt on these niggas. I need to stunt on these hoes. I need to stunt on these bitches. They need. <laughs> Hold oh on, but, and, but listen, right, but listen, though, right. I don't want this because we're we're having fun right now. Yes, but the but the point is that you have to understand. No, I get it. This, I don't want to necessarily say the whole world. A lot, but consumerism is built upon this idea of showing out. It's the brands. It's how it's, much you spent on it. Yes. Where did you get it? It's a second hand, yes. even though it has a tag, or did you go to the Gucci store? Yeah. What are you putting together and how are you putting it together? Like, what are you giving them? My product glasses are 500 years or 250. I, I bought 500. <laughs> we know someone that just bought $500 product glasses. Jesus Just working, Christ. just working regular, regular ass person, just working. That is three of my car payments hey and and <laughs> let them get it how they live that's yep. that's them that's their money they work for it they can buy whatever they want that's their aim they even they even packaged it up and gave it to themselves oh really they, i didn't know that because it was like a christmas present i believe they like wrapped it up they purchased it they wrapped their own gift wrapped the gift and then christmas morning like opened it for themselves oh that's not good yeah man but This is a real thing. This whole, all of this, this consumerism is built upon stunting on these bitches. I need to let them know. Instagram, social media is built upon stunting on these bitches. Man, I I need to let them know what I have, who I'm with, what what, I'm doing, what I'm I'm doing, what we doing, where I'm going. I need y'all to know. Y'all need to know that I'm doing it. Because like, if I don't post it, I don't know what it, it really happened. Yeah, and you had that that lovely um, lady on your podcast talking about posting these pictures. You know, maybe weeks and months after coming from vacation. Because mm. I like, I gotta let them know. Like, 
You know, like, I'm not just sitting here. Like, I did this. That's when Drake was like, look at the way we live. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. From empty souls who just wake up and look to debate. Until you're staring at your seed, you can never relate. You know, like, Ooh, so. that's deep. You know, he's just saying, like, mm. bro, like, it's just. And J. Cole talks about it, too. Like, I'm right. not I'm not fitting to just put my fucking. It can never be me. I piss on a celebrity team. Right. Like, that's what he was saying. Like, I, I'm never going to put my child out there yeah. for some. For what? For what? So y'all can do what? Know my child, know my baby, comment on my baby, comment um, on how I'm raising my child, my baby. Like, but a lot of that is that. Like, I just, I need to know that people see me for who I am, or at least for who I want you to believe me to be. Like, I need people to know that. I know. I, re- I remember being this person for a long time. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, like, that's real. Again, I was in the gym shirt off. <clears throat> Look at me. I worked out today. I had to get up. Sweaty, too. Oh, sweaty, glistening Sexy. black skin. Oh. oh, you have those those modeling pictures, too. Shout out to Nick. Oh, Nick, if you're listening to this, goodness, our favorite gracious. pictures. There was a point where I thought that the best thing that I had to give was what people t- just constantly remarked on yeah. was just like, man, your skin's really nice. Like, I like your smile. I like you. Like, you you look like a model. And I thought that that was what I had to offer. Right. You know, so that's that's what I put out. That was my Instagram at a point in time. Right. It's crazy to think that. And I, you know, like, you're right. I still have those pictures in my gallery. No, they're great. You know, but great th- that's what I thought was meant for me you know even when it comes to podcasting it's like i like this but fuck this in a sense it's like this isn't nearly it's not your personality it's, it's not what and who you are it's just so we, someone could come and burn all this equipment and i should be able to move along right. in life right because i should be much more than this podcast these microphones this laptop like this camera I should be much more than this you know, but we we find ourselves yeah. attached to things. And as Buddha says, all suffering comes from attachment. Yes. I was just thinking, you know, because what I what I want people to see is, is everything that I want to become. Like the only thing that I'm worried about and, and that definitely shames me when I fail is I, I want to be a good listener. I want to be the most compassionate person. I want to be as intentional as possible. Like I want people to experience life with me at whatever moment they are. And I think like, damn, like Von Marie was so distracted in this conversation. Mm. Like she wasn't listening. Right. So when I get these little compliments every once in a while, it's like, okay, good. Like maybe I've missed a mark many, many times. But this guy who doesn't know me like thinks that I'm um did Nick say intentional? Um, uh, engaging engaging i was like okay that is true like this other person says like when you speak to me like it doesn't sound like you're saying a bunch of empty words it's like great like that's exactly what i'm going for like that's <laughs> that's good yeah because i'm not i'm not saying empty words like i'm i'm here and i'm i'm asking you questions because i'm interested not because i have nothing better to do with my time yeah so so those are my aspirations so i don't yeah like i and so is that the only, how do you gauge that? I mean, so are you waiting on people to tell you that they feel like you're an engaging person? No. Or is that just a cherry on That's top? That's a cherry on top. I'm, I'm not, 
I maybe I should. I would. I definitely should take some time with people that that have gotten to know me a bit better over time, and, and just inquire as to you know how they see me and in our interactions and how they feel about that. But I just I I try every time that I'm engaging in conversation, like yesterday, sitting across from Arthur. Like I told you, Arthur sometimes doesn't seem to be in the most open state most of the time, which is why I don't engage in conversation. Yesterday, he seemed to be in a phenomenal mood, and he was. So I sat down, and I was engaged, and I put my phone away, and I put my arms on his desk, and I looked at him. And then he pushed his computer away, and then he stopped looking around. And then I was asking him about, you know, what he had going on and how he felt about that. And then he let me know. I didn't ask. He had was speaking to someone. Now, the last conversation a few months ago, now they're dating. And I was like, okay, like, if this is the same person, like, how did this happen? How do you feel about it? And and I I was genuinely excited for him, happy for him, and extremely interested in this conversation. And he just kept divulging information and giving me more. I, I had another experience in, in the sauna yesterday, which is why I was there for almost 50 minutes. I'm just sitting there and I'm about to head out. And, like, as soon as I take my headphones out, this lady across from me, she's like, I love your haircut. And she also had a short haircut. And then I just gave her a bit of my time. I was like, maybe she just wants to give me a compliment. And then she just kept engaging. And I was like, okay. So I got up and I sat up instead of laying down, which I usually enjoy to do. And then I just gave her all of my time. And we learned a lot about each other. And we're going to go swimming on Monday after I get off work. Oh, that's funny. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited to tell you about that off the S- bottom. Swimming there? At the pool, yeah. Okay, at the gym. Yeah, the gym. Yeah. Yeah, she's training for a triathlon. And I oh, was like, shit. let me tell you something. Oh, she's different. Oh, she's different. No, she's been, she told me a bunch of things. She's Do a you, funky what, what are the three exercises? Swimming, running, and cycling. Mm. Yep. So she did a half, it's not called, a, a half triathlon. There's a name for it, I can't remember. So okay. she's done like three of those in the past year, and she couldn't do a triathlon in 2020 because of COVID, so she's going to do it this year. But the way she was speaking to me about it, it was like, yeah, like, I'm going to do this thing. I was like, oh, let me tell you something. I don't, like, I'm not the person that you think that I am. Like, I want you to know that I'm more than a novice. I don't know how to swim. I'm not going to drown, but I don't know how to properly swim. I don't know how to run. I just started cycling, and I've been working out for less than two years, truly. So... I don't want you to get it twisted. When oh, we yeah, I guess you don't really know, like... I don't know proper... Like, proper tried, form. Yeah. But I haven't tried long enough, and I haven't researched it. But, yeah, that's 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 what I take into account. I'm not constantly looking for compliments or, or reaffirmation, but when it happens, it's like, yes. Like, okay, like, not only did you feel compelled to share that with me, which is awesome because you didn't have to do that, but that is exactly the kind of feedback and, and the compliments that I would like to be receiving. Mm-hmm. So that that feels really good. Yeah, just I, I try to be as engaged in, and as open and as curious as possible. And you have seen me walk away many times. That's something I've recently learned that I can and should be able to do. If I am not wanting to give you my time, I will just walk away. Because I'm not engaging. And then you're just going to keep talking. Now I'm leaving. Mm. Uh, you said because and you would walk away because you said they are not engaging no I am like I haven't shown any interest I'm mm-hmm. not speaking to you like you are just speaking at me and mm-hmm. I'm walking away and mm-hmm. you're still talking then I'm just leaving yeah because and that still doesn't even click with people yeah so yeah some people are just kind of oblivious they don't pick up on those crazy. cues well it's <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying, no, just, you're right. You're yeah, right. A lot of people just don't yeah. pick up on those cues. Yeah, no, so that's that's really what I'm what I'm 
focus on. And I, that's that's just the person that I want to be, and I want to I want to do. Yeah. I know a lot of things. I just want to keep finding it in myself to go to Starbucks and get coffee this morning. And whilst I really wanted a spinach feta wrap, I really could have eaten two. They're so freaking good. I love those things. Mm. Yeah, the, the yeah, it's a nice little crunch oh my on God. the outside. And the and flavor. Then, you yeah. have roasted tomatoes. You have spinach. You have feta. You have egg white. It's like nice. <laughs> People are probably listening to that like, bitch, that is not appetizing. Listen. Like, <laughs> like that is not like roasted tomatoes and spinach. You know and, what's you know, also what really fuck? funny? I've also loved the fact that I love healthy foods. Like whilst I am disgusting sometimes and I indulge in ways that I have no business doing, I love healthy foods in vegetables and fruit and raw things. I never would have thought that about myself five years ago. Yeah, that I is really love it. That is a lot of people's downfall is they just they don't enjoy them or they haven't had them prepared in a right. way in which they know oh. that they would enjoy them. <laughs> so they they're just like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I've had this conversation before. Right, right. Like I'm not going to relinquish great tasting things in the enjoyment. I'm not missing out on that in life so that I can be healthier. Like I'm just. I'm not going to do it. And they don't know that there is this other option of just like making healthier foods taste good. It's like what? <laughs> what did we have that was one of the best meals I think I've made? The quinoa. Oh, quinoa, mung bean mung, sprout. Yeah, bean steak. sprout. Steak, yeah, with steak. Uh, with the Randall Lineback steak. Thank you, Keon. Yeah, shout out. The steak and the medallions. I think we did both. Yeah. You just season that well. It's three ingredients with a lot of seasoning. Yeah, a lot of seasoning. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was absolutely, it was, it was so good. It was delicious. It was crunchy and soft. Mm-hmm. And has a little and heart, hearty. So hearty. Yeah. Oh, it was so freaking good. Yeah, that was really, really nice. It was so good. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, if you feel like you have to sacrifice yeah, things that difficult. taste good, that's just rough because you you are uninformed. Right. And so you're just moving and you just you think that you have to sacrifice when you actually don't. Right. So you know, it's yeah. That's a that's a tough place to be in because you don't know any better. So you're just gonna, gonna continue to yeah. not make good decisions. Yeah, that's rough for them. Um, the issue with always seeking that reinforcement from the external sources, from people like people get from yeah. you know double tapping stuff on Instagram. Right, you're looking for that instant gratification, or waiting for people to come tell you, man, you're really mindful. I love the way that you engage in conversation. Right. Is is you're just you're waiting on that, right? But and your and, ego is at the forefront every single time. And there is exactly, and you're just yeah, your ego front. And you front. can't be truly growing your practices because how can you be meditating and being mindful for the right reasons? Everything is is done for a very superficial reason. Nothing is really for you and right. your internal growth. Again, exactly. So you're again trying to pacify. Right. You're again trying right. to to appease, right? And 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 to just live for others, like in a sense. And then in that way, you Ooh, yeah. you have shackled Oof. yourself, right? Right to their needs, and so that is a cherry on top. The like on your picture, or right. the someone coming and telling you that exactly. you're engaging in conversation. I think another metric to use is. Which I think should come about in far more abundance and is much more of a fulfilling, meaningful metric is 
what are you gaining from your daily life? Right. That's how you know if you're engaged, if you're right. locked. In. That's what engaged means. It means mm-hmm. to be locked in. Right. Right. To be actively right. participatory. And so if you are that, then then things ought to be coming from that. You'll be Many having things. you'll be having thoughts about things that you are interacting with. You're and, enjoying doing simple sort of mundane things in a way that you haven't before. Right. Boredom will probably start to be something that isn't actually a thing to you anymore. You'll probably start having way more pleasant experiences with strangers at all moments in time. And things. And, and just, things, right. just things in general, right? So those are metrics to, to know whether you're truly engaging with things or not. That's funny. I was I was thinking that a few days ago at work, it was very, very cold. And my hands were freezing. I mean, so cold. And I just went and I made myself my morning coffee. And I just wrapped my hands around the cup. And I was just so content with feeling the warmth from this coffee. And I was going to be able to drink this coffee. And it's making me warm at the same time. And I had a moment of realizing. I was like, wow. Like, there's there's a lot of joy being had right now <laughs> on my own with this white cup of coffee in the middle of Expo. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like this, is, this is really, really nice. So, yeah, just... That's you're right. That's way more meaningful. All those other things are a cherry on top. Yeah, they're decorative. Yeah, they're, orna- they're really nice. They're, they're, they're ornamental cool. things. Yeah, they're they're nice. They're nice. I like. Listen, I think things are cool. Mm-hmm. I understand people wanting things like yeah, you know, things that we build because it, at one point in time it was just a thought in someone's mind, right? And and they found a way to bring raw materials together to create the thing. Right. And and then maybe commodify it and sell it. And if they have a price point for it and you have the money and you find enough value in that thing, then you give them the currency and then you now have the thing like that all makes sense. Complete sense to me. Um, I don't need it. No, but I don't. But I don't need it like that's that's not where again that to me is decorative it's ornamental like they're nice things they're cool someone comes and gives me a gift of something i didn't have before especially something that i can practically use on a daily basis whether it be like something for my body that will relieve tension like from my feet or my muscles like that's really cool um but that that should that should not be the thing. Just like the likes shouldn't be, yeah. or the positive affirmation from other people shouldn't be the thing that fuels. That's still something that that I remember very very well because it wasn't that long ago, which is was wearing makeup that was for myself a lot of the time. Well, every time, but it was also for people to compliment how I looked. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just for me and, and the artistic expression that I had in that because I really did enjoy putting it all together. But it was the constant compliments that I would get, or whether it was my eyebrows or my long eyelashes or, or the lipstick color I was wearing or walking around and just, like, hoping that guys would just see me and compliment me. Like, I, I think about that when I go to the gym sometimes and the fact that I see girls behaving that look Mind you, much better than me. I mean, I mean the, by I mean, I mean, far. Bodies are amazing out there. You go, you go to gyms and you, you'll you see amazing things My, out there. And some of them are really young girls. Like like six years younger than me and just look banging. But they lack every bit of self-confidence. Mm. Like they're just walking around 
in the tiniest little outfits. And, and those are just, and, and I say that because it's just not comfortable. It's not comfortable for you to have a huge butt and to wear such tight clothing whilst you're sweating. And it's just riding up higher and higher and just sort of like chafing at your sides in a super tight. That's just not a practical yeah, thing to wear. There's there's a amount of small that is very comfortable because yes. it allows for like movement aerodynamicism. And, and it's not right. moving around. Yeah, and there's a there's a type that just but then it looks uncomfortable. Like it just it looks some some things look uncomfortable. Some yeah. things look like that's riding up really high. And, and I'm just, just looking at them and it's like, wow, like you like you have got because they're also moving in a way that doesn't scream security mm-hmm. and, and self confidence. Like it's not just the clothing. That's just a cherry on top, if you may. It's everything about how it is they're moving and how I see them leave a machine because the other young guys are coming now to this quarter of the of the room where the all the leg machines are and they have a nice ass and i will never forget this girl who had the biggest butt i have ever seen no exaggeration you you talked to me about her oh my gosh because she was wearing easily a triple x large shirt Mm. and she wasn't necessarily a a cute face Mm. she was a maybe average slightly below average person and we were both doing um the the pull down machines that pull lap, down. lap pull downs lap pull downs but then she was with a friend who had a very nice butt not the the most amazing thing still very nice average looking person wearing a much different outfit like she was here to show what she had mm. and they'd finished their workout and she went to take off her shirt to put on her sweatshirt and everyone in the same like everyone saw the exact same thing and we just all stopped yeah 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 like everyone just looked and then i remember there was a young boy to see at the gym like he looked at me because we were in the same area and i looked at him and we just had a moment like whoa yeah like we were not expecting it's amazing how attractive bodies can get like like, just like because you also realize the amount of discipline and work like effort that went into it like all the days where they could have said yes to something and they said no right you know, and she was just she had a she had a perfect, beautiful, gorgeous body, and that's or and that's exactly c- where it came from. Or they could have said no to something, and they said yes. Yes, exactly. You know, and they were like, no, I'm, I'm like just the grind, like the work. I'm going to put it in, and I'm not going to do this fuck shit. Yeah. In this particular aspect of life, yeah. right? Because who knows, their whole life could be shitty outside of that. But yeah. in this particular realm of life, in this lane. I'm getting after it. And you know it's just she incessant work. She got after and it. And genetics and stuff yeah, like that too. Sure. But man. No, it, and it looked yeah, like. Yeah, definitely like, seen bodies where you're just like, whoa. Amazing. Like. Amazing. Whoa. Amazing. Like you're, it's like you're sculpted. Right. It's like every curve. It's perfect. L- makes sense. It's like you were drawn. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and that's super inspiring because by no means do I think that with 10 years of working out, I'm going to accomplish that. But I can certainly accomplish something much better than what I have right now. And it's, it's, it's you. So you another another one of the quotes in this book is argue for your limitations and they shall be yours. You have to stop telling yourself that you can't do things because every single oh, yeah. time you do that. Like, I'm going to stop saying I, I can't do math. 
It's not true. Right. I choose to not even think about it. Therefore, it's not easy and expedient to access. I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I choose to, I, I limit myself by even saying I can't yeah. do it. Like, so I don't even choose to even try to bring the numbers into my head and move them around in ways that I know that I, I do know the formulas and I do know yeah. like how to do multi-numerical you know, multiplication. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but no, but then there are other things where it's not even about being stupid, like doing long division in your mind. That can be difficult. That's difficult. Like, yeah, but it's, it's doable. It, but it takes time. Yeah, it would take time though. And it, the, the division is much more difficult to me than the multiplication. multiplication. It is. Right. But you have to stop telling yourself like, yeah. if you give yourself a decade, you're well, not going to be just, able to. I don't know workout times. Like I'm new to this. I don't know how long it would take of consistent practice to build a much nicer butt than what I have. Like I, I so that was just an exception. But just body in general yes. speaking, you're lying to yourself yes. is what I'm saying okay. to you. Understood. You, you, Valmaria, are lying yes. to yourself. Yes, I can do all of these things. I just have to do them. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. the whole point of this right. podcast. I agree. No, you're just, right. You you're just right. have to do them and stop yeah. talking about them. Yeah, no, you're right. Because that's that's where a lot of the disappointment comes in is that everything has i mean it's gotten a bit better and then it has declined but there hasn't been an enormous change of me going to the gym i mean maybe in the last year and a half is where it truly truly started because to you together, were bullshitting but... yeah for sure if if i if i jumped in yes, your body yes as you say <laughs> I'd get i'd know. return it back to you in two months time with something else going on that would be cool it's it's diligence it is no. diligence. Again, just as we were just listening to on that podcast, just tell yourself you're going to do something every day, whether you're at work yeah. or, you're, or you're at the gym like, or you're out of work. You can do burn. Something. Yes, you can do something. Yeah. You saying you can't is a lie. You you can. Yeah. If you're just at the house and be like, oh, you know what? It's snowing or my car is not working. I can't get to the gym. Do something at the house. Right. Your, your body, your body, your body don't work at the house. You can't sit at the house and do mountain climbers. <laughs> okay, so you're lying. You're just you're saying right. that you don't. No, you're, right. you're just saying you don't want to do you're it. Right. But you can do it. You're right. Period. Yeah. Unless you are just incapacitated for some reason, like you yeah. can do the thing. Yeah, you just have to set a certain goal mm -hmm. that you're going to try to hit every day, and then do it. And then if you don't do it, then all you have to say is, "I was a bitch that day." Right. I, I just didn't have it in me. To accomplish the goal I told myself I was going to do every day. I'm not a doer yet. I failed myself. I failed. Yeah. You just have to say those words. I failed today. I did not complete the task I told myself I was going to set forth in front of myself incomplete. I didn't do it. I didn't have it in me. I'm still not a person that knows what's best and does it. Right. I'm not that person yet. You just have to say those words to yourself. And every time you say, and exactly. And every time you say that, <laughs> I want you to say it. And I want you to feel humiliated saying like it. it. Exactly. No one does. And that's why <laughs> everyone lives the lives that they, that they live. No. And it's, it's not, listen, everyone's not supposed to live the same life. I know, but I'm living this fucking life. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> I so don't that's, care what other people are so, doing. So I'm so not that's, doing that. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. So it's like, you have to find ways of humiliating yourself. Yeah. If that's, if that's what happened. You can't make excuses and be yeah. like, 
oh, I didn't eat the right food that day because my dishes were dirty <laughs> and it made me, you know, I, I then I have to clean the whole kitchen in order to make the meal I want. No, you don't. You just have to wash a pan. Just wash the pan and I cook the food. Today. So so I just just cut the excuses and the bullshit out. And if you cut the excuses and the bullshit out, then you can be humiliated yeah. correctly Correct. and appropriately. And once you feel that humiliation, you ought to come out on the other side like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to do that. Not anymore. doing it. You need to you need to cry. It's true. You need to let that bitch out. Yeah. Gotta let it out. Well, it's not only letting it out, it's acknowledging that you're a fucking bitch. That's what I'm saying. You have That's, to you have to humiliate yourself yeah. and acknowledge that so that you can release it. Yeah. yeah, that's something that I've only realized recently and I need to just implement in myself is you're weak and you're a bitch and you you just got to get better. You got to get better because I I've realized Mikey tells him that all tells himself that all the time. I know, but telling yourself that and truly understanding it are not the same. But just just know like no, like I didn't finish this fucking work. like I'm a bitch. Yeah. Like I'm a bitch. Like you really can't do this right now. You you being a bitch. I was thinking of of just the fact that I've been coddled by my family my whole entire life. Like I I have mastered that art for myself because how could I not? Self coddling. It's all I've ever self coddling one oh one by Bob Marie. <laughs> for sure. Don't do that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 difficult to acknowledge that that is what I have been doing because it, it was never done on purpose. Like I just you know like you you did enough for today. That's good, but I'm now realizing, like, oh, this, you have such a, such a little bitch mentality. You've got to break out of that. You've got to do much better. You've got to experience all the shame, all the tears, all of it. You just got to fucking do it. (laughs) I think that's a great place to end this. I think it's good. That was awesome. Thank you so much for coming Goodbye. and doing this. Thank Goodbye, everyone. Much. Thank you thank for listening. You. I, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Do better. Do better. Episode 153. Yay. How long have we been here? Peace, everybody. Peace.